Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lions Den with your hosts Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. Oh yes, you are listening to the Lions Den here on Impact Sports. What is going on, everybody? As you can tell, I'm in a great mood. I'm Michael Heiger. You're in a roller coaster over there for the Lions Den. I think I might have been on a little bit of a roller coaster. This season's been a bit of a roller coaster, and we, this show is going to be a bit of a roller coaster. I'm glad to be joined by my co-host this week, Louis Bellotta. How's it going? And Chris Bogus. Hey, Mike. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. So, obviously, we're going to be talking this week about the Lions' victory over the Green Bay ooh, Packers. Ooh, 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 ooh. Discussing some injury news and some kicker news. Uh. Previewing next week's matchup against the New York Football Jets. Oh, I see what you did. And then, <laughs> to finish up the show, going to talk about this past draft class. Is it too soon to call it a failure? And, of course, we'll put our logic on the line, give you our score predictions for next week's game against the Jets. But I did want to start out with a recap of the Lions' 19-7 to win over the Green Bay Packers. First of all, I think we should all just sit here for a second and give a nice round of applause to the Lions' defense. Wow. Seven points given up to the Green Bay Packers. Well done, defense. Well done. Very well done. Was the defense the star of this game, Lewis? 100%. 100%. 100%. 200%. 200%. Yep. That's why we just clapped. Yeah, that is why we just clapped. And I want to know from you guys, the defense scored as many points as the offense did in this game. They uh, Don Carey returned a fumble for a touchdown. And then, of course, Reggie Bush got a 26-yard touchdown run. Those were the only offensive touchdowns of the game. The, on- the other scores came off a Nate Freeze field goal and an Eddie Lacy uh, sack or Eddie Lacy tackle in the end zone for safety. I want to know from you guys, is the defense carrying this team right now, and will that be how it is for the rest of the year? They are carrying the team right now. I would definitely say that's a yes. Yes. The defense kept them in that Carolina game as long as they could until the Carolina figured them out, and they totally just ran with it against Green Bay. I mean, yeah, Reggie Bush, he had a nice play, but that took him till the fourth quarter to do. So... If the defense is carrying this team right now, do Lions fans have something to worry about with this offense only putting up seven points about against a pretty bad, I'll, I'll say mediocre, Packers defense? No. I No, I don't think – I'm not, I'm not worried. They, not? Screw up now, get it together later. I'd rather see them be a little slow in the beginning. Yep, and get um, it together later. And get on. it to, I think they still have time to know, you know, get in rhythm and these next 3 games coming up are a perfect shot for them to do that. Get Matthew Stafford rolling, get you know, maybe even Eric Ebron can show his face around. Uh I have yeah. some, I have some numbers that really jumped off the page for me from last week's game. Yeah, well, let's catch him. Matthew Stafford, two picks and a fumble. Um 
He did go 22 for 34 for 246 yards, but no touchdowns, which really blew my mind. He only has three touchdowns, three passing touchdowns through three weeks. And this is a guy, you've got some of the best end zone targets in the NFL with Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, the tight ends that you have in there. Fourier is a great red zone target. Um, It's all on him, though. I mean, even last week and against the Packers, like every time they got to like the 40 yard line, the 30 yard line, something went wrong. And it was more or less kind of his fault. Or it was Drake Bell's fault. But, you know, it was a turnover or something stupid that then had to go on Nate Freeze, which he missed. He would miss the kick. Did you see That's how why. dangerous that drive where Matt Stafford, where were they? They were at, like, the 20-yard line. They were in the red zone, and he gets that, you know, uh, Julius Peppers gets that strip sack. But did you see how dangerous of a drive that was by the Lions? Just play after play, just first down, first down, first down, just destroying the Packers and... That was enough to show me that they're able to do that, and if they get rid of these silly little mistakes, which I know SOL, same old Lions, but if they can if they can minimize those mistakes, that was extremely great to watch. The fact, like how fast they were moving down the field on the Packers. You know what's even better to watch? Great this Joe calling. Blow secondary, oh. and no one can name, and they're playing awesome. Yes, they are. Darius Slay. Looks like a star right now. Oh, yeah. Absolute star. He is the breakout player on this Lions team this year. I think he's a legitimate number one cornerback now, which if I would have if I would have known that I would have been saying that four weeks ago, I would have slapped myself in the face because <laughs> I never would have pictured Darius Slay being a legitimate number one cornerback on, a, on an NFL team. And you look at the numbers for this season. I mean, the Lions, they've given up fewer Yards than any other team in the NFL. Absolutely. They have the number one defense in the NFL, guys. 733 yards given up this year. Only 180 passing yards per game. Good for third in the NFL. 63 rushing yards per game. Good for second in the NFL. And they have injury problems. Yes. Oh, yeah. They got good some for injury first problems. in the NFL. Good for, good for first the- in the <laughs> NFL. And yes, I did want to touch on that. Steven Tolick, torn ACL out for the season, pulling a Bill Grammatica. <laughs> he did a of little course, discount double check. If, if you guys uh, missed it, he got the sack on Aaron Rodgers, jumped up, tried to do a little bit of a Ray Lewis. Uh, he did the discount double yeah, check. Yeah, he did the he discount did the, double check. A very invigorated discount double check. He did the and, and following that, he wound up blowing out his knee and possibly blowing our season. Do you no. think? No? no. You guys don't no. think so. I'm completely. No, it happened too early in the game that we would have known if it because they they went right after Tier Whitehead, right after where Tulloch normally would have been. They went right after like that area of the field, and it didn't even work anyway. I'm completely confident in our linebacking core, even with DeAndre. Le- or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with uh, Stephen Tulloch out. DeAndre Levy moves to the inside, which is, I mean, I don't care where DeAndre Levy is. You could put him in the slot, uh, you know, against some receivers. I He's don't care man. where he is. He's a ball hawk. Pro, oh. DeAndre Levy, I'll go. I'll go out and say I think he's the best four three linebacker against the run in the NFL. I really think so. I think I, he's... I, yeah, you oh, know, he's right up there. He's remarkable. If he's not the best, he's second. The time la- machine, time machine. I did say DeAndre Levy, MVP of the defense. I know it wasn't really a, you know, a woohoo pick by me, but, I mean, I'm right so far. The Lions were a brick wall on Eddie Lacy, who tore, kind of tore him up last year. He had 11 carries for 36 yards. He had a horrible game. He had a horrible game. Aaron Rodgers had a Poor horrible guy. game. 162 a yards. He had a fumble. He had a sack safety. Eddie Lacy was 
awful. Oh yeah, last week, and maybe it's a down season for him. Maybe he's sophomore just slump. Sophomore slump, but I think it's this defense, man. I, I, it's I really a lot. Do. The defense you got to give uh, a lot of credit to the defense, but uh, the Packers O line isn't very great. Well, you know the, what I think? My then this is kind of got beat up though, pretty bad. This kind of dumb to observe, but do you think people are coming in here being like, "Oh, it's the Lions defense. They're all injured." Like it's not like they don't take them serious, but there's like this thing in the back of your mind, like, "Oh, it's you know, it's the Lions. Eventually, I'm gonna get my big my big gain." You know what I mean? How many more injuries can the Lions take before things really start to come crumbling down? If a D lineman goes down, it's over. Because that's what's keeping it together. That's what's keeping it together. uh, If if another cornerback goes down, it's over. If another cornerback goes down, there's If Slayer Mathis go down, there's the season right there. Because they're really holding down this pass defense. Mathis has looked great this year as well. Who would have thought? You know who else... um, you know, as far as the draft goes, we still have our number two draft pick waiting to come off that uh, hernia. He'll be Cut. back week ten. Yep, that... week ten. Yeah, well, he we is... talked about it. He oh, is goodness. on short term IR. Me and Lewis discussed this before the show. Uh, we didn't. We weren't too sure on the exact terms of short term IR, but basically how it goes is you're allowed to practice after week six, which is all right, but you can't play till week eight. But the Lions have a bye week, week nine. I have a feeling they're just going to hold him out past that bye week, okay. bring him back week ten against the Dolphins. I, I think I can wait till then because the Lions breaking news actually did work out a middle linebacker today and one with actually some NFL experience and I think would be a really? great fit for this team. Pat Angerer, former former middle linebacker of the Indianapolis Colts, had some good years there and he did. Jim Caldwell coached him and I think would be an excellent fit on this team. So do I. You, you think, think so? he'd get in the start and they'd push Levy back out to the outside or? Oh, I think Levy's staying in the outside anyway. I don't think you can put Levy in the middle. I think he's too good on the outside to shift him over to oh, the middle. Oh, he's Why? great on the outside, but did you see him on the inside against the Packers? He did not do a bad job. I don't think you changed something that's already working. True. Yeah. I think... Don't fix what ain't broke. Don't fix what ain't broke. And right now, on the depth chart, backing up, uh, Tolek was Travis Lewis. So they do need some help in there. Because... They signed Josh Bynes from Baltimore. Whoop-dee-doo. Hey, Whoop-dee-doo. He played in all but one game last year. You you can you, you, can you sense a sort of a theme that the Lions are going for guys that this coaching staff has already coached another guy Josh Bynes oh, yeah. who Terrell Austin worked with our defensive coordinator and I think Terrell Austin deserves a medal oh yeah what you know, a, I just great, saw I saw what a, Schefter on ESPN yesterday I already put him up for a defensive coordinator rookie of the year. I mean, I don't know how many defensive coordinator rookies there are out there, but he's certainly been better than Jim Schwartz. So true. better just, than Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator in Buffalo. So I love during the games when they just show a gr- or when there's a great play on the defense, and then they just pan the camera up to Terrell Austin in the box. He just looks like a commander. Mm-hmm. He just looks remarkable. Up oh there. yeah, and Colin Pat Narduzzi esque. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Lewis, I'm going to disagree with you on one thing you said earlier in the show. You said if a defensive lineman goes down, the season's over. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there because I, I think out of any position on the Lions team, not just off, not just on offense but defense as well, I, I think the defensive line is more depth than any other position on this team. You yeah, but at, it's a chemistry aspect. They're all on there together. They're all cycling in together. They work well with each other. You take that. They physically have a giant chain that they wear out on the field. They're, they all walk together, like arm in arm, as mm-hmm. a giant chain. You literally and figuratively break that chain 
I think that's where it goes. You saw Sue standing on the sidelines multiple times in that Packers game, and it really didn't worry me because you've got Karan Reed and C.J. Mosley backing them up up the middle. C.J. Mosley is a very good backup defensive tackle. Let's just talk about this George Johnson George Johnson, yes. He would have, if it wasn't for a flag on Sensei, that well, it, he just had, it's his first. It's his first game. It's okay, but he would have three and a half sacks through three weeks for a guy that was on like a practice squad last year. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. So I agree with you there. I really like what I've seen from George Johnson so far. Other guys in the def- defense that have just come out of nowhere. Ifa Abdul Caboose. Caduce. Caduce, Caduce, excuse me. Double he ain't on a train. I want to say Caboose, well, but of course it's Caduce. He's on the defensive train. Don Carey <laughs> had that 40-yard fumble return for a touchdown last week. Cassius Vaughn hasn't looked bad. Danny Gore hasn't looked or, bad. Cisa. His what? name is Cisa. Cisa played very well. Yes, I thought he, did. he played very well uh-huh. for his first game. And you know what that falls on? That falls on the coaching staff. Oh, yes. Yeah. And totally. it falls all on Terrell Austin's shoulders. Oh, yeah. All of the credit goes to the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. They Absolutely. know how to play these guys. But this offense, though. Guys, I'm worried. Not worried. No. You, we said, we discussed at the beginning of the year, and many other people did as well, that this season would fall on Matthew Stafford's shoulders. Guys, last week he had as many turnovers as he has touchdowns the entire season. Three. True. This is true. I mean, it worries me, guys. You have these red zone targets, and, and I mean, the entire offense as a whole hasn't looked great. Against the Giants, yeah, they look pretty damn, they, they look pretty good. 35 points on the Giants, but put up a seven spot on the Panthers. And then you only get one offensive touchdown on a pretty bad Packers defense. So after week five, I'll be worried after week five. You'll be worried after week five. Yeah. Well, they are going against a pretty good defense next week. And I want to go into that now. Uh, A bit of a preview on the New York Jets. Wait, 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 wait. 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 Oh. Freeze. Oh. Freeze. You know where we're going with this I one. I think I know where we're going with yeah. this one. Nate Freeze. Gone. <laughs> Nate Freeze. Guys, gone. Guys, uh, going. Little. Going, gone. Hand clap. Nate Freeze. No more Nate Freeze. Welcome, Alex Henry. Welcome, Alex Henry. Sir Alex Henry. Of course, the Lions signed a kicker. Finally, Woo! yesterday, a legitimate kicker. They cut seventh-round pick Nate Freeze, brought on Alex Henry, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. They had also been looking at Rob Baronis. May he rest in peace. Man, that story just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It, it of does. What happened it does. To him. We're not going to go no, too far into it on this is, show, but and there were things going on there. Yeah, there were. But Alex Henry, guys, I like this pickup. He was pretty inaccurate in Philadelphia, but you can't get much worse than Nate Freeze. Yeah, I, I don't you care can't, but who is this? I'm, I'm pretty You okay. say that now, but I'm just going to be that guy. Is this another David Akers? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Because he missed five field goals last season, all from beyond 40 yards, All for, four from the left hash, two from the right hash. Well, I think you didn't really have that many other options out there. No, the you only didn't. other option after, I, I don't know if they were actually legitimately thinking about Peronis before he passed away. But because they signed Henry the same day, yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, this is a horrible pickup. You had to do this. I like that they did this. But I'm not like everybody. Like, I think that people want to throw a parade, but don't throw a parade yet. No. I think you just secured down your field goals from the 45 yard line in. But I wouldn't be so reluctant after that. I'm sorry. Where does it say he missed five field goals? He had 20. He was 23 of 28 last season. Oh. 
Was yeah. he? When did he get kept, cut from the Philadelphia Eagles? He got caught at the in the offseason. They drafted a rookie kicker oh. who's been excellent so yes. far. Cody, Great, Cody Parkey. Yeah, Cody mm-hmm. Parkey. But yeah, guys, I'm not jumping out of my seat at the idea of Alex Henry. But at least I can trust my kicker now to kick a 35, 40 yard field goal. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I would agree. Alex Henry will be the kicker next week. And, of course, they already cut one of their draft picks. We're going to go into that a little bit later on the show on the NF- on the Lions' most recent draft. But I do want to do a preview now of next week's game on the New York Jets. Sorry I kind of jumped into a little soon earlier. <laughs> but, of course, Lions do He's play very, on very Sunday. Very forgettable. Very forgettable. They do play on Sunday. They are, going, they are traveling to MetLife Stadium to play New York. And I want to know from you guys, what are some keys to the game next week? And... What matchups are you most looking towards? The biggest matchup is going to be the Lions' defense matching with the Jets' offense because the Jets' offense, other than their run game, isn't very good. So just their pass Eric game Decker, isn't very Eric good. Decker is questionable, yes. and I watched the Monday night game, and other than Jan Samaro, who now looks a lot better than Eberron, let me tell you, yeah. that was the only bright spot that they had going on. And the, and the, the, um, the Bears' secondary got even more depleted last night. Did. Kyle Fuller is their only bright spot right now. Imagine if we drafted that guy. I, oh. Yeah, I tweeted so much last night about that. Oh, man, Ugh. he's got just as many interceptions as Ebron has catches. Oh, oh my God. Three and three. Oh. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, it is. Anyway. But to go back on that. Yes. I think the Lions offense is going to stay number one after this week. Defense, and you mean? Their defense, yes, the defense. And I think the offense is going to sputter again. No, I think this is their greatest shot to get the offense going. No. The, the Do you New York, really? The, the Jets have a great the, defense. The, the great... matchup to go against that I'm saying, even even though it sounds weird, is just to watch the Lions' defense stay number one in the league. The Jets have a good rush defense. They're they ninth in pass defense this year. Eh, eh, I don't believe that. Fluke. You don't believe that. Fluke. The Lions have gone against two defenses that that were worse and didn't look hey, that they bad. Kept, they think, kept the Bears I offensive. Pick on them. They kept the Bears offense in check a little bit. Yeah, they did. I a mean, Marshall looked all right, hurt. but Forte didn't do anything last night. Right. Like, no, that's their yeah, he but didn't do squat. Cutler picked on Martellus Bennett. They, they got picked on. Yeah, I mean, they did get picked on, but the the Lions unfortunately don't have a Martellus Bennett. They don't have a tight end that can go. True, they don't, but they do Honestly, have a Calvin Johnson don't... and a Golden Tate. I mean, we're already going to call Ebron a bust, and I mean, I'm almost re- I give him a week, and I'm ready to call it. But I'm ready to start sounding the alarm slightly. But I mean, they're not even giving him a chance, though. That's the other thing. Ebron? Yeah, that, that's yeah. why I'm not calling him a bust. Because I'm not calling he's him both... a bust yet, but at the same time, if I see one of these like where he played on Monday night and he dropped three passes that were in his hands, then I'm, I'm going to get a little shaky about it. But they're not even giving him a chance, which they well, like. Well, usually when you don't give a first-round pick a chance, there's a reason you don't yeah, give him a chance. Yeah, you don't trust him. You don't trust him, and that's from practice, which we don't see. No. We're talking about practice here, Lewis. We're talking about no game. Practice. Not no game. Not no game. Practice. 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 And in the game, I wanted to put out some numbers from this past week's game. Eric Ebron saw 23 snaps. Fourier saw 25 snaps. And Brandon Pettigrew saw 49. Aw, snap. And from all three of those tight ends, only Joe Fourier saw a target, which he caught for three yards. That was a a good catch, too. Let's keep in mind, Pettigrew was in there specifically to block, which he didn't really do. If you see 49 snaps and don't see a target, yes, you're in there to block. And he didn't really block that well, because Peppers had a field day. Julius Peppers had a complete... He was Pepper and Stafford. Yes, he did. Yeah. 
But Eric Ebron, you have him out there to catch the ball. You drafted him to catch the ball. Don't get I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but 23 snaps, that's not a first-round pick. Nope. That's not what you do with a top-ten pick. Nope. No. I'm and still, I'm still offense, confused about that pick. I can't believe they re-signed Brandon Pettigrew for four years and then still went. I, I just don't, I don't understand I, yeah, that. It's a, it's a Justin Lee. I, you know, they – I said it before. <laughs> they were relying on drafting either Justin Gilbert or Anthony Barr, and I'm still sold on that. And they both went 8-9, and nine, and they're like, well, those are the guys we're going to sign – Eberron's next on the board, and that's why they ran up and drafted. They him. should not. That's have why they didn't even give the. They didn't even give like two minutes uh, off. I the will clock stick and with they my ran gut. Up and did it for the next however long I live. They should have traded down in that draft. Oh, and grab someone I don't. Else. There I is not a even... question, but it's all about what went down that day, and you can tell at least to me exactly what happened. They wanted Gilbert or Barr. They both went, and they were sold on Eberron, and they didn't want a single cornerback or Khalil Mack. He could have dropped. He could have. <sighs> yeah. No, but anyways, I got a stat for you guys. You could have dropped like a rock in space. I have a stat for you guys. Think about that one. Six receptions for 93 yards week one, five receptions for 57 yards in week two, and five receptions for 51 yards in week three. Who are we talking about? Golden Tate. Yeah. Consecutive over 50-yard games. Will he get a touchdown in this game against the Jets? No. No? No? Why not? It's because it's the Jets. They have a decent, they have a pretty good defense. They have no corners. They have no. They got D. Milner. uh, Yeah. D. Milner, another guy's. No, he's injured. I wouldn't have minded the Lions to draft. D. Milner's (laughs) injured. No, he's not. He played last night. Did he? Yes. I was told he was injured. (laughs) He could be injured. Well, whoever told you that was wrong. Yeah, Yeah, apparently. I got the wrong sources. And that, and I'm sorry, but that defensive line is a brick wall. You're talking about Muhammad Wilkerson? Probably one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL. Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon maybe. Richardson. And Harrison. I mean, the Suns are Damon Harrison. The Suns. The Suns are a brick wall, and they don't give up any rushing yards. 55 per game. And you've got Landry and Pryor out there as safeties. Pryor, another guy who I would have liked the Lions to pick. And, I mean, yes, you have Milner, who is, I think, pretty good. I don't think he's great. And Antonio Allen on the other side. But this is a... Very good defense, and not only that, I think a very underrated team. They finished they they finished five hundred last year, guys. Opponent rushing yard, they're first in the league in run defense. Yeah, lines are second. We're not going to see much. We're not going to see many rushing yards per game. Or the NFL's a pretty funny game. I bet you one of the teams pulls off a couple pretty big runs. And not, I don't it's going to be, be Chris Lions. Ivory. Did yes. you see Chris Ivory last night? He looked pretty darn good against the Bears' defense. Would which the Bears? Oh, guys. the Lions. The, the guys Jets. are giving the Bears' defense way too much credit. The Jets no, rushing. Not, I did. I'm not giving earlier. the Jets enough credit. No, I know, true. But the other, I said, yeah, blah, blah. man, I cannot freaking talk. You're good. No, You're I good. Said, the the Bears' secondary, other than Fuller, has like nobody, and they couldn't catch the and the Jets couldn't catch the ball. No. That's what I was going about. You saw their safeties. They're on like their fourth and fifth string safeties they at are. this point. So they're I all can't wait down. for the Bears to come to town in like a month and a half. The Jets have anyways, the second most running yards per game this season with 157.3 yards per game. And so I want to know from you guys, Jets are second in the league in rushing yards. Lions are second in the league in rushing yards against. Something's got to give here. Which, which side prevail. comes out on Lions top? Lions will prevail. The Jets will not run for more than 100 yards against the Lions. 
You're, you're going out on a limb and saying that right now. I am yeah. saying that right now. I would go. Chris Johnson didn't look all that great. No. And Ivory looked I don't good, think but... You need, I don't think you need Chris Johnson. No, that's what I I'm think just Ivory's saying. great. Well, I mean, they have the Ivory Johnson. We have Bell and Bush. I'm and they've got saying, Bilal and... Powell, too, who's faster than either of them. Yeah, he did pretty well. He yeah. Pretty pungent, I think their rushing but... attack is just as good as Eddie Lacy and James Starks. And they, yep. they are not going to have a better game than the Packers. No, I would But they have a better offensive line than okay. the Packers do. Okay, but they don't have a receiving threat. And they're they going to look blocking. Their one-dimensional offense is just going to look zero-dimensional against the Lions' defense. I want to get a little sympathetic. Poor Geno Smith. I like him. I think he's talented. He just should not be on the Jets. No, he should not be in a new. He should be in a small market like Chiefs team that needs that. Just nobody sees them unless they do something good. It, that's what he needed. So, do you think Michael Vick should be the starter no, on that team? Not at all. No. No. no, no. Geno Smith. Geno Smith deserves a start. He's. Oh, yeah. a, I think he's a fine quarterback. I think, I, yeah, I think he's great. I just think he needs some time. Tech, honestly, I'm kind of afraid of the Jets. Give him a year or two, and if Geno Smith gets a weapon at, at the receiver besides Eric Decker, I mean, I think they could be. A, I think they can win the division. I, I still think they can win the division this year. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win it over the Patriots. No, but they but... looked pretty sad against the Raiders. I don't know if you guys saw that game. But did not. They did not look very good. Sixteen to nine, I think the score was. Jets Raiders isn't usually on the top of my no, uh, programming no, priority Patriots, on Sundays. Patriots. Oh, Patriots, excuse me. Yeah, but I did want to go into um, right, my next quick, though, topic now. Real quick though, mm-hmm. Jets put up only nineteen points against Oakland Week One. So there we go. That's yeah, why I'm telling you guys. Detroit will prevail. Continue, Higer. They are one and two, but they're. I think they're better than what their record says. True that. Anyway, I wanted to go on my next topic, and we did kind of get into it a little bit, um, and it, it regards this past year's NFL draft. And I want to know from you guys, I'm looking over the draft right now. You got Ebron in the first. He has three catches this year. Van Noy in the second. Probably won't see the field till week 10. Swanson. Not going to play. Not going to play this year, unless, unless something we- happens to Rayola. Yep. Nevin Lawson, Gone. out for the season. Unfortunately, because he looked pretty good week one. Larry Webster, I think I like Larry Webster, but haven't seen anything of him yet. Karan Reed, it's backing up uh, Sue and Fairley. I, I mean, and I Mosley. think I think he, oh. yeah, you'll only do. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna see much of him. T.J. Jones also has no. been inactive, haven't seen anything of him, and I want to know from you guys. And Nate Freeze. And, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> How could forget I forget that? How guy. could I forget Nate Freeze? The ice man. He gone because so. if your brain's a good guy, he just kind of deletes them from your memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freeze. He gone. So I want to know from you guys: Is this is it too soon? It's only week four, but is it too soon to call this past year's draft a failure? Failure's a tough word. Of to course, use. it's too soon, but it don't look good. It does not look good. I mean, not at all. Uh, you, uh, injuries. Uh, how far can you say, go to judge the draft class if a couple of your guys are injured? So let's go right here. One, one's cut. One's out for the season, and one's out for half of it. So take three of your draft picks away. TJ Jones isn't going to get a shot this year at all. There's another one. So now you just have Reed, Webster, Swanson isn't going to play, and Eberron. Webster and Reed right are the depth are depth guys, strictly mm-hmm. depth guys, and Eberron is a depth guy. Van Noy, who's not going to come in until week 10, is the only guy that could slightly try to turn this thing around. So it's looking like a failure, but it's too early. But right now, you could totally, you could definitely argue that it is a failure. You could put up a stout argument. I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any question it's a failure. If you get one starter in the draft, one, 
and he's not even playing yet. We don't even know if he's going to be worthy of starting caliber. He had yeah. a lot of hype coming out of the we draft. We don't even know if he's going to be that it, it good. It was all hype. It was all hype. And so That's all draftees are is hype. That's why you got to be careful in the draft. I'm just looking at some of the guys who went after the Lions. Mm. Kyle Fuller oh, yep. went 14 to your rival. To your rival, Chicago Bears. At a, he plays a position. That you needed. That you didn't just need. You needed badly. And it looks like the, it didn't need it as much as we thought now. Because these guys are pretty good. But if you're looking at how Slay and Mathis are playing this year, and then you compare that to how Kyle Fuller is playing, he's not. first of all, he's not only a candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year right now. He he won Defensive Player of the Week, Week 2. He's probably going to win it for Week 3. I don't know if they've announced that yet. I don't think. I, I don't know. Guys. We're talking about for Monday Night Football. He did get the uh, he got the game ball or whatever John yeah. Gruden and Mike Tirico give mm-hmm. out. He got yeah, he gave that to Levy player, Week 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, guys, I'm just looking at some of these other names that the Lions passed on. And these are guys that could have started for this team this year. Ryan Shazier. Could have started for the Lions. Should've, we should have. He's out Lo- now, but he played well in the beginning. Calvin Pryor could have started on the Lions. Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. I don't Calvin really know Pryor? if they need that. Pl- I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they need that position. But he looked but good. He's looked pretty good. Ha, Clinton Dix. Got his first interception Got on his- Stafford. On Matthew Stafford. And then you look at a couple other guys. The guy that I wanted the Lions to pick. A lot of us Spartans wanted the Lions to pick. Darquez no Denard! No fly! No fly zone. How is Darquez doing this year? I haven't heard He had his first this. sack last week, actually. Ooh, Darquez. I don't think he has a pick yet, but guys, you don't go into the draft. This is why the best player available strategy doesn't work. No. It abs- doesn't. Nope. Because then you go into picking depth guys with your number 10 pick, and it just doesn't work. You have three tight ends on the team, and your number 10 pick is playing fewer snaps than any of the three of them. I didn't want. The, I wasn't going in this draft hoping the Lions would pick a tight end that played what twenty five percent of the snaps in the game without a single target. He had three catches week two, no catches week one, and he doesn't even have great hands, guys. We haven't even gotten into the part where he can't even catch the ball. So far, yeah, so I agree far. completely. We haven't gotten into the part. I'm, you know what I love most about Eberron? Several things, and nobody knows the answer. You listen to half the people that talk about the Lions offense, and they list Eberron as a weapon. One, you don't know he's a weapon because he hasn't proven himself. Two, before the draft and after the draft and during the preseason, half of the experts said Eberron is a good blocker. The other half said he's not. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anyone knows. Nobody, knows. Nobody knows, but half of the people say, oh, yeah, and he's good at blocking. And then other people say, oh, and he's not good at blocking. Nobody knows. You don't know Nobody knows to. anything about this guy, but he gets included in so much stuff. I don't get it. I, I'm curious to know, because I know, Lewis, you were very, very, very against this before, prior to the draft. Would you have rather the Lions traded up and gotten Sammy Watkins rather than stay put and pick Ebron at 10? Looking at it now, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely not. Why? Where would Sammy, Sammy Watkins? Where would he be? Just above Ryan Broyles, who we haven't seen at all. But that's no. not the point. It's not the point. He's that's another the, weapon. That's not the point. Yeah. No. The, no but, I don't but care about where he is on no, the depth what chart. What we're getting at here is so they would have traded away this number one pick. Yes. They would have traded away this probably this number two pick. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any of these guys. They wouldn't have drafted again until the fourth round. We're not going to see any of these guys anyways. This draft, this team that's playing on the field right now. 
is playing with no draft picks. Zero. As if Zero. the 2014 draft never happened. Didn't happen. Literally. Yeah. And they have the best defense out of week three, and they don't have a single draft pick. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but that's the thing now. Speculation, should they have gone? Yeah, they would have had to trade their number one that's going next year and maybe the number one after that in order to get uh, Sammy Watkins. But right now, yeah, Sammy Watkins probably wouldn't have helped them even more now than, you know, Eberron. But still... It wouldn't have mattered, because look at this. This draft is non-existent. Well, we would have gotten rid of all of our future draft picks and then had the crappiest draft right after Sammy Watkins. That would be terrible. It's still terrible, because your number one pick isn't doing anything now. Oh, it's true, but at least we still have our number one draft pick next year. We would... I mean... Yeah. But we it's almost as if we didn't uh, even have a number one draft pick this year. It's true, but that, that's why we can't be talking about this too much because Ebron hasn't had a full shot left. I no, know it's he's true. had. We he's, can't crap on him this we much. We can't crap but on him. But as a whole, currently, after week three, the 2014 draft for the Detroit Lions <laughs> did not happen. It's a complete and utter failure. It did not happen. Complete Yet. failure. Where you dropped the ball more than anywhere. And I'm sorry, because I'm getting heated right now. Oh, yeah. Now that we've made... It didn't happen. The two picks before <laughs> you were Justin Gilbert and Anthony Barr. If I'm Martin Mayhew, I'm on the phone, and I'm trading my number 10 pick yes. and my third round pick, who I used on a backup center, to go get Justin Gilbert or Anthony Barr. If those are the two guys at the top of your list, not only best available, but position-wise, those were two positions you needed. Trade those picks. Don't be afraid to trade up in the draft. Egg on his face. No. So much egg is Ugh. on so many faces right now. This is why I. This is my dream job is to is to be an exec in the war Hang room on. on draft day. Flip the script. They need us. Flip the script. If they traded their one and two to go up and they grabbed uh, Justin Gilbert and Justin Gilbert crapped the bed, you guys would be twice as mad as you are right no, now. No, because they drafted a position of need at least. Yeah. Ugh. No, I would agree. No, if Justin Gilbert crapped the bed? Yeah. No. I, you guys would be very mad. No! No! Because that's that's on scouting. That's not on the that's not on the GM. That's yeah. not on the president. That's on the scouts. I would agree. You yeah. can't... I, no, you can't play what if this or what if that. We're in the, the reason present why, right now. Here's the reason the, why we're so heated right now. Because the number one pick isn't being played. He isn't. That's why. He was because invisible. They don't need it. He was invisible. Completely invisible against the Green Bay Packers, and guess what? He'll be invisible again against the New York Jets. New name, new name, Eric Ebroff. Ebroff. <laughs> yes, he's not Ebron. What I'm saying he's is Eberoff. that when you trade your picks, your 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 three and your four and your five to go higher at one, higher in the first round, you're wasting so much time on someone who can still be a bust at the first round that they can be in the third round. Then use those three, four, and five picks for positions that you actually need and guys who are going to be starting on your team. Don't use them on depth guys, (laughs) a backup center, a fourth cornerback, a fourth string cornerback from a school that I've never even heard of before. Oh, Utah State and Larry Webster, who's not going to see the field the this season. The value in the first round is not even close to the value you can get in the middle rounds. I don't, I don't see how you guys don't understand that. No, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 I get that's Chris, why I get your word. Point. Chris, I get your point. I'm just going to go on my point as saying I'm looking at this solely as I'm looking at this list of players and not one of them is on the field. And hypothetically, 
if they had traded a number of these picks to have somebody on the field contributing, that is more worth it currently. Yes. I would rather have somebody on that the field contributing right now. You do make a and, valid point, and a lot of people, and I would agree with you nine times out of ten. But in this scenario, where you look at this chart and no one is currently playing, hypothetically, yeah, trade those picks, go up, grab someone who would be on the field now, because none of these guys are on the field. All right, for one reason or another, I'm gonna that put was this fun. argument to rest. That was fun. I, I could, I could probably say this was one of our more heated arguments oh, yeah. here on the lines. Then that was fun. And I want to finish off the show now. I think everyone needs to take a deep breath. I think it's just you, Higer. Cool down. No, I, <laughs> well, I need to. Lewis needs to. We're pretty heated. It's time to get into our picks for week four. And Chris, I want to start with you. New York Jets, Detroit Lions, 1 o'clock on Sunday in New York. Who is coming out with the win? And Lions, what is the final 27-13. I'm going Lions. 24 to 10. Uh, you're actually close to mine. I'm going Lions 20 to 10. Got 20 it. to 10. And if you pay attention to that score, that means Alex Henry's kicking two field goals. Uh-huh. Look, look forward to it, Is guys. Is he getting the MVP for that one? Uh-huh. Lions are kicking some field goals this week. <laughs> that, that's another thing. We oh, we could have scored so many more points this year if we would have just made a few field goals. Our points per game would be higher than 20.3. It'd be somewhere around 23. Yeah, <laughs> 23.3 at least. All right. Real quick, though. Yes. So I am 2 and 1 mm-hmm. because I chose Green Bay. What are you? I'm 1 and 2. 1 and 2. And I'm fortunate. And I'm lousy 1 and 2. And I'm 2 and 1. And two, so me and you are at it. Yeah, because I'm on a two game losing streak. Because I picked us to beat the Panthers. I'm, but... on a, I'm on a two game losing streak. Lions got to come out with the win this week. Oh, yes. They have to. I was talking to Lewis before the show. They're at 2-1 and one right now. Eight more wins gets you in the playoffs. Guys, Eight guys, more. We are sweeping into the bye week. I am saying that right now. I disagree with you, but we'll get into that <laughs> later on. It's time to end the show. Lewis, Chris, thank you so much for being on. I always enjoy arguing with honor. you guys. Oh, and I'm sure it's an honor. It's always an honor being on the radio. Thank you to everyone listening here on Impact Sports Radio. I'm your host, Michael Heiger, with Louis Bellata and Chris Bogus. Here's a Go Lions! Go Lions! <laughs>